0: Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, March 15th. On this date in 1977, Three's Company made its premiere on ABC. The show about co ed roommates living in what's famous theme song called A Lovable Space That Needs Your Face starred John Ritter, Joyce DeWitt, and Suzanne Summers. Speaking of songs, if you remember The Rain in Spain Stays Mainly in the Plain, you probably know the famous musical My Fair Lady. The film featured Rex Harrison and Audrey Hepburn, but before the film, on this date in 1956, it opened on Broadway with a different leading lady. Can you guess who it was? I'll tell you in just a second. But first... Let's see if today's forecast is a good one. We'll head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center.
1: And good morning to you, meteorologist Joey Silvat here. On our Wednesday, we're starting out cold this morning. Don't need to tell you, as you head outside this morning, make sure you have the coats. Temperatures in the 30s. Some of you got down to freezing overnight. 50 at lunchtime will go up in the mid to upper 50s for highs this afternoon. A chilly day throughout. Now tonight, we do expect freezing conditions once again for inland areas above freezing. Along the coast, but we're likely to see more frost out there tomorrow morning and this morning with the wind a little bit lighter overnight. So make sure you cover up the plants once again. We'll be near 70 tomorrow. The morning lows get warmer later this week. St. Patrick's Day, 77. We have a rain chance Saturday morning and then cooling back down Sunday and Monday.
2: You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. More pedicabs could be coming to the streets of downtown Charleston. Yesterday, Charleston
0: city leaders voted to add six pedicabs to the streets at night, but that vote was not
2: unanimous. Molly McBride spoke to people on both sides of this issue and tells us why some people are concerned.
3: The chair of the Committee on Traffic and Transportation, Mike Seeking, says that adding additional vehicles to an already highly congested area is doing the community a disservice. Seeking says he has nothing against pedicabs but doesn't think the timing is right for the city. He says adding more vehicles in the midst of reconfiguring traffic on King Street, redoing the peninsula plan and working on tourism management is unnecessary and that the city should wait to see if they actually need the additional transportation before putting them onto the streets.
1: I would note that there has not been a call across the board from anybody, from the CVB, to the hotels, to the restaurants, to the bars, to the natural patrons of
2: pedicabs, to expand that program, including the pedicabs themselves.
3: But not all members of Charleston's Traffic and Transportation Committee share Seeking's opinion. Council member Carl Brady says allowing for more competition in the pedicab industry is a good thing and doesn't fully share Seeking's concern about the traffic impacts.
2: I understand that the traffic concern, but... At the same time, we're not not approving hotels or adding stuff into an overlay zone and then arguing that we shouldn't do it because the traffic impacts are going to be coming. I would argue that they probably have a higher traffic impact than the pedicabs that would be going out at night.
3: Seeking says we'll likely be able to see those six additional pedicabs in either mid-summer or fall, depending on how the bidding process goes. Reporting in downtown
0: Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. In just a few days, Charleston will be the location of a special event designed to help people from a handful of Latin
2: American countries. The first ever International Consulate Day will be happening this weekend. Yes, consulates will be coming from Mexico, Colombia, El Salvador, Dominican Republic, and possibly Argentina as well, and Ecuador to offer services.
0: Our Samantha Popovics joins us live in Charleston. So Samantha, what can you tell us about this event? Good morning.
1: Good morning. Not only is this Charleston's first consulate day, it is the first time in the United States where consulates from four different countries will all be attending the same venue. The Latin Exchange Club of Charleston and the Exchange Club of Charleston say they have been reaching out to different consulates for over a year now trying to get all the countries to come to Charleston at the same time to make it one big fair. They say they expect a turnout of, of a couple thousand people. According to the Latin Exchange Club President Enrique Grace, consulates will provide help for their citizens including passport and birth certificates, ID card renewals and more. Grace says each consulate is different in one they ask their citizens to bring but any form of identification from your country for proof of identity should be presented. He says the process should take no longer than 30 minutes and hopes people are able to do walk-ups at their consulate. Grace says the Hispanic community is growing rapidly in Charleston and in the state and hopes this event creates inclusivity within the Charleston community for all immigrants.
2: Part of the idea is to show that Charleston is a welcoming city for uh, foreigners, whether it's Hispanic or other, other people that are immigrating from other countries. Um, this one is a Hispanic event. We hope to bring consulates from other countries as well.
1: A free health fair from participating organizations such as DHEC, Shefa Clinic, MUSC, Palmetto Cap and others will be happening at the same time where the public can receive vaccines, testing and other resources. The event is happening Saturday at Exchange Park in Latson from 9 a.m. through 5 p.m. and Sunday from 9 a.m. through 12 p.m. Reporting in Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News.
2: Well, new technology could soon be on the way to track sex offenders in our state. The South Carolina Department of Probation, Parole and Pardon says it's now looking to change the physical device used for sex offenders from ankle monitors to wrist monitors. Right now, only those who commit criminal sexual conduct in the first degree and toward minors are required to be tracked. The solicitor's office says a judge can also rule whether a sex offender should wear a tracking device, even outside of those crimes. As of This year, the department says Horry County has more than 700 sex offenders and only 73 are being monitored or tracked.
0: The debate in the South Carolina House over the state's $13.8 billion spending plan for the next fiscal year did not go as smoothly this year. The argument was between groups of Republicans over social issues unrelated to the budget, including university diversity initiatives. The budget gives the Freedom Caucus members the opportunity to suggest changes directly on the House floor instead of having to get them past a committee first. The budget itself was approved and includes pay raises for state employees, teachers, and law enforcement. Only one amendment passed Monday night to cut the salary of Comptroller General Richard Ekstrom to $1 after his
2: office double-counted cash for nearly a decade. A bill moving through the state Senate would ban Chinese and Russian companies from buying land in our state.
0: The main piece of this bill relates to five countries classified as foreign adversaries to the U.S., including China, Cuba, Iran, Russia and North Korea. The legislation would ban any corporation controlled by one of those countries from getting land in South Carolina. A new amendment on the bill will allow people who are citizens of these countries to buy property if they're also dual citizens with with the U.S. or green card holders.
2: It would also affect those from other countries when it comes to land ownership, cutting the limit from 500,000 acres to just 1,000. Last week, senators heard from people concerned with the bill that it would inhibit their chances of economic success in this state or put their jobs at risk. I just believe the people who are working for a Chinese company, they do not represent the the political regime in in China. I don't want this kind of bill to affect those people who love this country, work hard and pay pay taxes. The restrictions on the bill for citizens of non-adversarial countries would apply to companies and people acquiring land. It would not
0: affect anyone who already owns land, even if it's outside the tighter limits this bill would set. A North Charleston FedEx employee is out on bond after he allegedly stole several packages worth tens of thousands of dollars. Charleston County deputies say 35-year-old Marcellus Hart was charged with breach of trust with fraudulent intent. According to an affidavit he's accused of stealing packages full of Apple and Samsung products valued at nearly $35,000. The report says a FedEx security agent was notified by Verizon Wireless the packages had not reached their final destination this past past October. Hart reportedly pulled the packages off a conveyor belt, didn't scan them, and then put them in his truck.
2: A King Street man is facing several charges after Williamsburg County deputies say a traffic stop revealed a large amount of illegal drugs. They say 37-year-old David Vince III is facing charges including possession of drugs, intent to distribute, and unlawful carrying of a gun. Deputies say the stop happened near Hemingway Highway and Sandridge Road near King Street After stopping that car, they performed a probable cause search for that vehicle. Now, during that search, deputies found approximately 135 grams of marijuana, 18 grams of powder cocaine, and 14 grams of crack cocaine, as well as a quantity of U.S. currency, or money, and a gun that was illegally owned and believed to be used in distributing those drugs. Williamsburg County deputies have also arrested this man you see 44 year old James Graham in connection to a trespassing complaint that incident happened in King Street on Eastland Avenue March the 10th after searching Graham deputies say they found marijuana and an off-white rock substance on him he also had a large amount of money and a gun deputies say he was booked on several charges including possession with intent to distribute marijuana and cocaine and unlawful carrying of a gun
0: the FBI now wants to search the cell phone of the man accused of shooting a mattress store employee and robbing a convenience store last year. 27-year-old Taylan Green has been charged with armed robbery and possession of a weapon. He's also accused of armed robbery and murder at the mattress deal on Rivers Avenue on May 26th of last year. The FBI says analysis shows the same gun used in the mattress store and the convenience store robbery was also used in two shootings in early 2022. Green told police he saw an ad on Craigslist for jobs at the mattress store, and that's how he decided when and where to go for the robbery-turned-homicide. Once he saw reports of the crime, Green thought someone would recognize him and turn him in. He told police that prompted him to rob the convenience store to have money in jail. The FBI wants to search Green's phone to collect location data for him during each crime and to fact-check the Craigslist ad.
2: He says he saw. It's been more than four months since a Charlotte woman was found dead in Cabo, Mexico. Now her family is calling on the Biden administration personally to bring justice. Shanquilla Robinson's family sent a letter directly to the White House saying they don't want to leave room for the administration to make excuses not to pursue the investigation. In early November, a video showing an alleged fight went viral on social media showing Robinson being attacked by one of the people she was traveling with. Robinson's parents say an autopsy report showed she died of a cracked spine. The Mexican government has issued an arrest warrant for a direct aggressor on that trip, but no one has been arrested.
0: At the top of the show, I told you that the musical My Fair Lady made its Broadway debut on this date in 1956. The play featured Rex Harrison as Professor Higgins. And while the famous film version starred Audrey Hepburn as Eliza Doolittle... When it opened on Broadway, it was Julie Andrews who took on the famous role. I do love Julie Andrews. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, actor Judd Hirsch from Taxi is 88. Beach Boys singer Mike Love is 82. Actor Craig Wasson from Body Double is 69. Model Fabio is 62. Rock singer Brett Michael is 60. And actress Eva Longoria from Desperate Housewives is 48. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Life 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow.